0: All right, a Christmas Eve story. No, we know all those stories. Rudolph the red Reindeer, the Little Drummer Boy. Tell us a good story. Maybe I should tell them about the... Uh... Not that one, it's too scary. We want a scary story. Uh, uh, Something.
1: Come on, we're gonna go
0: for a joyride. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter Death's waiting room, if you dare.
1: and welcome to strange highways i am paul and i'm kevin and welcome to our christmas episode and actual and official christmas episode around
0: christmas this is unique this will be fun i was looking for uh some uh some bells to ring in my mic but I, i have nothing around me so oh but
1: did you have do you have a bag that just pulls presents out randomly and has a cat in it like we had from night of the meek do you have that? Um, <laughs> no, some unfortunately, cher- some I do cherry not. brandy or wherever it was. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I, I have some riesling. Does that count? <laughs> sure, right. Um, so, all right. So, this episode is going to be uh, from Tales from the Dark Side, uh, which is a different series than the Twilight Zone, uh, season three, episode eleven, Seasons of Belief. Before we get into the day and date, because it's always fun, no matter what series we're dealing with, I figured it'd be just it'd be nice to take a minute to talk about uh, Tales from the Dark Side itself, because I feel like this is a series that. You know, people probably have heard of, I mean, there's the movie, which we will cover at some point and that'll be fun to talk about. Um, but this is kind of, um, it, it's it's more, probably lesser known anthology because it was syndicated.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, when it actually ran, um, again, this is, I was born at the time the show was being taken off the air. <laughs> So I never got to see the original run of this, but I don't think a lot of people got to see the original run of this. Well, Um, this old man did. (laughs) I think a lot of the airing was after midnight. Um,
1: Yeah, it was. So so this ran from there was a pilot in 83 um, and and it ran from September 84 to July 88 with 89 episodes. And it was usually partnered up with the other show, Monsters, which was syndicated also, which I hope to do a Monsters episode at some point. That'd
0: be fun. Yeah, and we'll bring Monsters up again in this, because there were some uh, actors that also worked on that show as well.
1: Um, So I, I, I was born in 78, so this was like, while this was going on, you know, this was kind of like, I was just a kid, right? Like, you know, I... Seven, eight, nine, ten. This episode, this stuff was on, and I, you know, it's the weekend. I grew up, um, and I've mentioned this previously on the show. I grew up in West Virginia, which, uh, not that that means like television market, but I, my television market was Pittsburgh. So there was a couple of Pittsburgh affiliates. One of them would actually show this and Monsters at like 11, 11 on a Saturday night. So I would be, I maybe I'd go to the movies and then I'd come home and catch both of these, these shows back to back. Uh, so I did see a fair number of these, probably not as many as I think I did when it was action syndication, and it did kind of leave a mark on me because, as cheesy as we might believe the intro is now, it was creepy as a kid watching it on TV.
0: Yeah, to to be honest, like I only saw a few on syndication because I I uh, I assume it was uh, Sci Fi Channel that would have played this on sense, syndication yeah. during the day. Um, I, I I caught episodes here and there. I can never recall any of the actual episodes, but I'll always remember the intro to this show. Yeah. And like you said, it was creepy as a child seeing this and going back and seeing it now. You're like, this is terrible. <laughs> like I, I, I feel like our live show that we did October <laughs> had better production values and some of this yeah, stuff, that's but that's probably
1: um, true. We probably spent more money on it too. Um, so, <laughs> um,
0: so, but y- it, uh, it definitely makes an impact on a, on a child. Um, But it's it's kind of a cool place where this came from. Yeah. So George Romero's Creepshow was a little underground success. They made a little bit of money and uh, Warner Brothers owned some of Creepshow and Laurel Entertainment also owned some of it. Um, They wanted to turn it into a series that was similar to like Tales from the Crypt, Vault of Horror, any of those EC comics from the 50s. Um, all those amazing comics I love. And they wanted to do a series, but they ended up... I, I think it was Laurel Entertainment that eventually ended up doing it. And they couldn't get rights to use the name Creepshow. So they ended up creating this series um, called Tales from the Dark Side. And yeah. we got this series. And- that is basically just a creep show anthology t- television show.
1: Yeah, which um, so George Romero actually um, this is not this episode, but he actually ended up writing a fair amount of like not fair amount, but he wrote some episodes. I believe yeah. he directed the pilot. Uh, he wrote the intro and outro text that you hear uh, for these which episodes is, uh, yeah.
0: narrated by Paul Sparer.
1: Yeah, uh, which is like so um, let's talk about the intro. The intro looks like run of the mill, like every one of these shots could have happened in Ohio. Let's be honest. It was like a like a running creek, a barn,
0: yeah, give, me, uh, give me a give me a VHS C <laughs> camera and about uh an hour in the woods yeah. and I'll I'll make I'll recreate this title for you yeah. here in uh here, outside of Cleveland, <laughs> but then,
1: but then it's like talking about like we live in this world of light and all this stuff. But there's another world, and you hear this, <laughs> noise and this wonderful video toaster effect, of it like the the image like like shrinking against like a galaxy field and then flipping and becoming like a negative inverse, <laughs> which you know. For what it is, it's fine. So here, here's my brief also aside with this is that my younger brother, he would be around while I'd be watching the stuff. And he and I weren't in the same things, but something about the turn on the intro and the, the music really bothered him. And he was a couple years younger than me. So he'd be like, change the channel until the intro's over. So there was always this <laughs> spooky power about the beginning of Tales from the Dark Side that he just did not like. So watching it again recently, it was like, it brings up these memories of just like, oh, got to change the channel, you know, but it was like, so th- th- there is a certain kind of love in my heart for this because of like, it was kind of this taboo thing of like, and this is too much for some people type of thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I like Tale from the Dark Side. I've seen some of the episodes. I can't tell you how many. It's the same thing that we do with the Twilight Zone where it's like, yeah, sure. I've seen all of them. I've seen none of them, you know, but, but this is something that what was it like a couple of years ago. I found the full set for sale at Best Buy and I bought two of them and one for you and one for me. And I was super excited because I just knew that there's going to be, there's going to be gold in our hills. And we have not gotten to this yet, but I feel like (laughs) this, this is one of those ones that it just, this episode just, it kind of stuck in my memory watching it when it was on TV enough to where I specifically mentioned this to you when we're thinking about doing something for Christmas. And I was hoping that you would watch us enjoy this. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I was I was really excited to pop that DVD in because I I watched a few episodes. I think uh, I think it was like two years ago when he bought this. I popped a few in for Halloween that year and watched them. And uh, this series is nothing but nostalgia. Like when you turn it on, uh, it's it's one of those things where it's just like you can't not love it when you put it on. Um but yeah, when he brought up this episode, I had never seen it before, but I'm always excited to see something kind of like fringe holiday uh, Christmas horror. Yeah. So when when he brought up what the synopsis of this episode actually was, I was I was all in for this thing and uh, I'm so pumped to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous.
1: So good news is um, so if you guys are listening to this and be like, oh, I don't have tale from the dark side to watch it. Um, I'm going to post a link once we post this episode, since this isn't exactly the most sought after series, it's easily available to find online. There's a link to a daily motion video that has the full episode. I will post this along with this so you guys can watch it. If you're listening and have not seen it, stop right now, watch the episode because it's definitely worth watching without talking about the story. I feel like it's doing a disservice. Um, but check it out, and then come back and listen to what we're talking about. So I, I will post that link up um, once once we have this up proper. Um, so there's ways to find tales from the dark side. I don't really think that this, this is uh,
0: um, in high demand. Well, if if you want to legitimately, oh, uh, sorry, <laughs> rent it, <laughs> just so I give you a heads up because oh. it's a, it's a cool service, Shutter, oh,
1: um, which you okay. can get
0: through Amazon. Um, as well as its own app on Roku, Amazon Fire Stick, whatever. Um, the whole series is also streaming on Shutter.
1: Oh well, that you know what—that's a better call. But I will still post a link <laughs> from Daily Motion because
0: it, I'm rip. sure a yeah. lot of people that listen to our uh, listen to Strange Highways, probably have a Shutter account, like it's on there like okay. you can find it pretty easily that,
1: that's the better more legal call so don't do
0: <laughs> don't do the <laughs> thing to, that I'm saying not just to uh call you out like that but it is on shutters so. that's
1: funny because it's like I never I th- my gut reaction was this is available anywhere <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah all right and so okay let's let's get into this a little proper like I said this is uh season three episode 11 seasons of belief air date December 29th 1986 came out after Christmas, whatever. Um, number one film, The Golden Child with Eddie Murphy, <laughs> uh, you know, um, spinning a, a, a column and asking about a knife, and yeah, eating blood with like, sorry, eating oatmeal with blood in it. It's it. Uh, the Golden Child is the film that John Carpenter never made, you know, and he actually was given the option of making it, and he passed on it, but it definitely feels like a, like a John Carpenter film, and I love it. Um, For sure, I didn't realize it was the number one film. I people kind of don't like this film. I didn't realize it was actually number one in the box office. So yeah, I, I would
0: have never thought that it was yeah <laughs> number one at all, um, even close. Yeah, yeah, um, it's it's a fun one.
1: Number one song is Man Eater by Holland and Oates. Um, very feels very appropriate. And then you, trying to find like news about the eighties and nineties is much harder. Like day and date versus like the sixties because there's just I don't know it's so much out there because of just the way the internet works. I found this. This is not funny, but it just feels very appropriate to 1986. This is in the New York times. This is a blurb. Uh, there's a bigger story. The spread of AIDS to the Philippines has begun to stir debate over the presence of American military bases there. The virus has apparently been reduced to prostitutes by American servicemen. So like, they're like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't have bases there. Why? Because Americans brought AIDS there. That, that feels, you know,
0: that that feels about nineteen eighty six, so yeah. Was it the Americans or was it the Grither? <laughs> I,
1: I, that's giving a that's it's giving the Grither more dark things that he's capable of. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe people didn't finish talking about AIDS and that's what happened.
0: That's a horrible Jesus. thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. All right, we're just gonna we're just gonna cut that conversation off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, let's, let's get into cast and crew here. All right. So this episode was directed by Michael McDowell. Uh, this was his only directorial credit. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty crazy. But uh, he wrote quite a bit of stuff. He was one of the writers on Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Uh, one episode of Tales from the Crypt. And then wrote two other Tales from the Dark Side episodes and one of the segments for the movie for tales from the dark side. So, and, and I think um, he helped write the adaptation for the nightmare before Christmas. He had a hand in it,
1: but I'm not entirely sure. How
0: yeah. Much. There, yeah. there was something sure I couldn't quite figure out what he had to do with it. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't, uh, comfortable writing that down, but I mean, having <laughs> one of the writing credits on Beetlejuice, which this episode actually has, uh, some, some things in common with the Beetlejuice story. Yeah. I felt like it was pretty cool to see, uh, his credit on that. Yeah. So,
1: um,
0: did like, you have anything else for
1: him? No, that's all I had. He, he had, he had some other, um, you said he wrote a couple of other episodes from the dark side. He had actually some involvement with like 11 episodes total. So about 10% of the series. So there you go.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, wrote 11 tales from the dark side. I read that as two. Sorry. Can't read <laughs> my notes. As
1: one plus one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so the episode was also written by Michael McDowell. He did the, um, teleplay is based on a story by michael bishop who had two other credits this and one episode of the aforementioned monster mm-hmm. series
1: yeah um not not well traveled but whatever hey if i got two story credits and one was for tales from the dark side monsters i would i think i'd be happy with life so
0: yeah that's yeah. that's pretty cool yeah. so yeah michael McDowell also did the teleplay adaptation of this so jump into cast here uh First and foremost, we have E.G. Marshall as the father, who uh, I have almost a half page of notes for this guy. <laughs> uh, Twelve Angry Men, which is uh, one of my favorites. Uh, Christmas Vacation. Superman 2. He plays Ups and Pratt in Creep Show in the segment They're Creeping Up on You, mm-hmm. which, again, this anthology series wouldn't have exist without the the success of the creep Joe. So it's pretty awesome that he was in both of them. Uh, one episode of the night gallery, Torah, 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 the war film Four episodes of playhouse 90. Mm, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. Like I, I saw that he had this big career
1: and I was looking through and only the, his biggest claim to fame was the, the, the defenders, like a 1960s TV series about lawyers. Like he won a couple Emmys for it and actually they'd come back and do TV movies. So that was yeah. kind of where I stopped with him. I didn't see the playoffs 90 stuff.
0: Yeah. I just figured it with as much input as Rod Serling had in that series. It was mm-hmm. definitely worth mentioning. Like I'm surprised he, this guy, it was not in an episode of the twilight zone, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. He was definitely working within that time period. So, um, next up we have Margaret clank. Who plays the mom? Uh, one episode of the 1980s Twilight Zone series. Yeah. So that's all I got for her. We're probably going to blow through the rest of these pretty quick. <laughs> <We> have, uh,
1: <laughs> this is not the same as the previous episode where we had 37 old people. There was just this one
0: has one really old person. And then that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, we have Sky Beardoll who plays Jimbo who has uh six credits to his name. Uh <laughs> nothing. Nothing really of importance. Uh, I just, sorry, Sky. His last
1: his last credit was two episodes of Daria, the original run of Daria. Like I'm like okay, I, I, like that's a weird thing to be like, yeah, I was yeah, I was a child actor for a second and then I did a voice twice in a, a TV show. Yeah, cool. weird. Yeah. What, what's uh, what's the worst name, Sky or Jimbo? What do what what do you think is the worst name
0: to have? I'd say Sky. I like Jimbo. <laughs> I actually know two Jimbos. So, oh.
1: That's I, I <laughs> in my family tree there there's someone named Sky. So you know whatever. It is like no Jimbos. Jimbo. Though. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, didn't mean. Yeah. <laughs> no, I asked
0: the question. I deserve the answer. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, then we have Jenna von Oy, who plays Stefa. Mm-hmm. Those are two names right there. Um, she was in one hundred fourteen episodes of Blossom. Who play? She plays uh, Six Lemur. Yeah, she was Blossom's buddy on that, and she yeah.
1: she was in a couple other sitcoms after that. Uh, she's had some success. She's still working, you know, and uh, good for her. It's just, but like clearly, this you know, her and um, Sky you know kid actors in the 80s you know some are good and some are these two so we'll get to that when we get there yeah Yeah.
0: she was also in one episode of monsters so i figured i should bring that up um and then last two i got i got mark capri who plays uncle michael who uh was in empire strikes back uncredited (laughs) but i mean i figure that's worth mentioning absolutely biggest that's, film franchise of all time. That's enough to get you, you into the convention something. circuit.
1: You know, I'd be like, I'm uncredited empire here. Here's a headshot that may or may not be me in this crowd. That's fine. I feel like that would be <laughs> enough
0: to get some extra dough. Yep. Yeah. And then he also had a uh, very small role in Titanic.
1: That, so. That's true. He was also in an episode of Frasier. And the only reason I mentioned it is because the episode's called perspectives on Christmas. I just figured that was appropriate to bring up.
0: <laughs> he, he looked really familiar, so yeah, I he did. I had my wife sit down with me and watch this episode, and we were we were just losing our minds trying to figure out where he was from, and when I finally sat down and I was staring at his picture for a while from the episode, uh, I realized that he kind of reminded me of Doug Jones, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yep. I don't know. <laughs> I definitely don't know him from anything.
1: I like that you call him out. Like it looks like Doug Jones, which is someone that the, the average person wouldn't know what Doug Jones
0: looks like. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why it took me so long to figure out it's why like, or, or who he looked like. He so. looks like
1: he has a swimmer's body. Maybe he's a fish man. I don't know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 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 and then lastly, the, Last credited person was Paul Sparrow, who does the narration for the episode uh, and every episode. Yeah, I, I could from the dark side.
1: I like I like his voice work for the intro and the end of the episodes. Right. It's, it's, it's creepy and it works. I just thought maybe he would be like from other things I would know. And I could not place the the, the name with anything.
0: Yeah, I, I, I flipped through his stuff. I mean, it's it's one episode of Law and Order. Uh, Edge of the Night TV series. He mm-hmm. had 10 episodes. I mean, it's it's a lot of TV work and nothing that really caught on. So yeah. this was definitely his biggest role.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's still cool. I mean, like we had, um, what was the voice actor for The Outer Limits? We had him on an episode of Twilight Zone and we wouldn't have known who he was unless someone's like, hey, that's the guy who does the intro to The Outer Limits. Like, cool. So, you know, whatever.
0: It is yeah. what it is. Um, I mean, I, I'd love to be known as the... The voice of uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah, like, right. that's so cool. That's and awesome. people
1: wouldn't trust what was going on around you at any given moment, and I would like that. So,
0: <laughs> um, but cool. yeah. So, uh, I don't know if you have Paul Spare doing the intro, but. I do
1: not. I uh, have, no, because there's no, like, hook like there's no no one saying what we're about to watch, right? So I have nothing in regards okay. to this other than I was gonna yeah. say,
0: let's let uh, Paul Sperry take it away. <laughs> Sometimes
1: there's a dark side, <laughs> and then my younger brother would tell me to change the channel. That's your intro right there. So
0: perfect. So we'll jump
1: into the we'll jump into the plot here.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it starts off with uh, a lot of stock Christmas music, which makes sense because it's all you know public domain. Uh, very, very upbeat kind of thing. You see like tree and presence and a little choo-choo train running around the tree and, uh, the, the family's having a dinner and, uh, they're, they're telling them the, 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 the father, sorry, the father and mother, which husband and wife, very distinct age difference between the two actors. Um
0: which which both of our wives
1: Yeah it's (laughs) uh, true that was
0: their (laughs) biggest problem with this episode. (laughs) We were discussing this before recording. And both of them had a problem with the age difference between uh the husband and wife in this episode.
1: It just it just feels like you know, um E. G. Marshall was like, you know, you know, this is my third marriage, and I have a couple of kids. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ride it out. They're gonna hit 15 and never really know me because I'll be out the door. But whatever, it's fine. That's um, <laughs> <laughs> what it feels like. So <laughs> he's telling them they're gonna have an old fashioned Christmas. Um, these kids are kind of, yeah, I don't know. They're just kids. Like they, they're you, terrible. They, bleh, these kids. Eh, eh, oh my good.
0: god! If I ever have a kid, and he wears nothing but sweater vests. <laughs> And talks to me like this kid does. I'm gonna punt him out the front door. Oh well, like I mean, this it, it, this kid, especially the son. Um, what uh, a Jimbo. I, I guess Sky, uh, Jimbo. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I couldn't remember if Jimbo or Sky. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, terrible. Well, this kid is terrible. So
1: just mark it now, and you guys can all hold me to this later. If you ever have a male a male child, I'm buying I'm buying a, a sweater vest for this child. <laughs> Ugh. And then, but you're gonna you are to you got to name him Jimbo. That's the big thing, right? So. Nope.
0: <laughs> It's fine. (laughs) The grither is going to come. So it's fine. That's
1: true. So, but like uh, they're, they, but these kids, for being the ages that they are, they know Santa's not real and they're kind of being, you know, little shits about it or whatever. And they're they're talking bad about Santa. And then the mom, you know, who's marrying for the money, whatever, uh, she was like, you know, (laughs) if you talk bad about, no, well, because the dad was like, you know, that's, you can't do that. That's, uh, that's sacrilege or whatever he says. It's, it's, uh, or I forget the words he uses. But then the mom's like, you know, if you talk bad about Santa before Christmas, like he's going to, there's a switch that he flips that all the toys that you get are going to break within six months of getting them. And then it cuts back to the tree that we saw previously. And the little choo-choo train just falls off the tracks and causes like, like almost a fire to break out. Um, and that causes the family to rush in and see what's going on. And, and Jimbo picks up one of the presents that has the edges kind of burning. And he takes all the the wrapping, well, it takes wrapping off that's, that's damaged. And the dad's like, well, you've already started it. You might as well open it. And the kid's super excited to get an Atlas because that was a gift that you'd give back in the 80s that kids wanted, I guess. Um, yeah, and, then, and then then Steffa was like, I want to open a gift too. And then the the mother, which did you notice? And I, I'm pretty sure this pays off with the way that the episode ends. She touches the top of Steffa's head a lot. Like she taps the her head with her fingers all the time. I don't know if you noticed that watching it. She's constantly I did watching
0: it. Yeah. I, I don't know if I want to give that much credit to the episode.
1: <laughs> I don't know. But she's like constantly like tapping the top of her head. And she's like, oh, go open up a present. She's like, I'll pick it for you is what she says. And she hands Steph uh, the present. And she opens up and it's crayons. Another great gift that you want on Christmas. But she's super excited. Maybe these kids, maybe they're reformed Amish. We don't know. Uh, but I mean, they're, they're excited. I, g-
0: I gave my niece uh, markers for her birthday, not only markers. I give her other stuff, but I did give her markers and out of everything that I gave her for her birthday, she played with mostly the markers the rest of the day. Okay.
1: That's fair. I just, all I know is that it's a kid. It's a kid.
0: I don't know about the Atlas. They probably would have thrown that out. (laughs) If I tried to give my nieces an Atlas,
1: I I grew up in a very poor household and I, and we had limited Christmas, whatever, you know, uh, but I still think I would have been like, crayons like really like that's like that's <laughs> you know that's what really like you know this is school stuff i don't want school stuff i want cool stuff um but yeah she's excited for her crayons um which by the way there's a payoff for that later and i don't know if you noticed it or not because my, my wife pointed out like later in the episode uh, but so, uh, so they, you know, they get their one present. I don't know what your Christmas traditions are, but growing up where I did, we would get to open one present on Christmas Eve and then open the rest of the next day. I think it was basically to get the kids to shut up, to open one present the night before that felt very appropriate,
0: but no, nah, yeah. we had to wait. Um, uh, <laughs> so Christmas morning, I, I mean, I guess this is great for a Christmas special. Um, we would wake up. And my dad would fire up his VHS camera and the ridiculous floodlights down at the bottom of the steps. And it would take him probably, it felt like a good hour to make some coffee and to (laughs) turn on the lights, turn on the camera. And we would have to sit at the the top of the steps. We would get nothing the night before. We'd have to sit on the top of the steps and wait for all this to be done. And of course I would wake up at like six o'clock in the morning. My sister who is seven years older than me, she would get up at like nine o'clock. So I'd be frustrated and angry. <laughs> um, so we'd finally like sit at the top of the steps. My dad would get his coffee. He'd finally come over, turn the camera on. And he'd be like, all right, let's go. So we'd rush down the steps. He'd film us opening our stockings and everything. And we'd go into the other room and open the presents. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. Christmas Eve, we never really, we never really got anything as kids.
1: Oh, see, I think I think my my parents did it just because it's like, you look at the tree for like a month. It's like you got to give them something. So we would get to open
0: one, one present. Yeah. as um, as we got older, we would start doing like you know, like exchange gifts. Like this is to my parents. Like you guys get this now. You know, and the, they would give us, but then we'd still get up and all the quote unquote Santa Claus presents would be there the next morning. Uh-huh. So like, you know, as, as <laughs> I like your, your sigh with that.
1: No, 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 that's, that's, I'm, I, this, I'm thinking of something that happened to me as a kid. This, this, this is unrelated, Well, it is Christmas related, but so. <laughs> One Christmas, like my brother and I woke up really. My younger brother, the one that's terrified of the sound of uh, "Tales from the Dark Side," and like we woke up at, like four in the morning. My mom already had the presents on. We opened like I think we opened like one or two, and then we we fell asleep because it's like we like we can't open all of them. But I guess in the meantime, our dog that we had decided to take a shit between two of the presents. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom woke oh, no. up and was like, "Oh no!" So it's like you know the gift that keeps on giving. You know, a dog <laughs> shitting near presents on Christmas. So. Yeah, and then also because we were awake so early, my mom didn't have the heat going on in the house that well. So we like we're like under blankets on the couch, and it was just kids are stupid. I don't know what our process was. <laughs> we, we could have went to bed, but it's like no, 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 no. We'll just sleep on the couch. I'll be fine, you know. So yeah, just freezing our asses off and dog shitting near presents. That was our Christmas. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you know, uh, whatever. you know, yeah. grither happens. So um, whatever. Yeah, grither yeah. definitely <laughs> happens. <laughs> so. Uh, Atlas and in crayons. And so as, yeah. the, as, as, you know, the, you know, Jimbo's looking at his Atlas, um, you know, looking at East and West Germany, um, and then, um, and then <laughs> stuff is like playing with their crayons. They're asking because they're having old, ha- old fashioned Christmas. The, the mother and father, the mother's working on some needlepoint. The father's just ripping shots. But like, did you notice that?
0: Like he's just, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that, that dude. Oh, EG Marshall. Just, uh, pounding them back <laughs> yeah. like probably within this episode like at least a dozen shots <laughs> it felt like taken. it right
1: it's so like he's just there ripping shots sitting in the rocking chair he's like you know i've married three <laughs> times it doesn't matter um and so they're at, so the kids are asking for a story and like and so i'll say this and i don't know how you feel about the episode as as odd as everything that happens that happens in terms of what we're about to talk about. I really feel like I liked the parents because they're kind of jerks to their kids, but they're kind of like winking at each other while they're kind of giving their kids shit. So I kind of like that,
0: you know, I like that, but I also feel like that there is no, there's no chemistry between anyone in the family. Yeah. <laughs> so like I I see I see what you're saying with them like winking at each other like we kind of hate these kids let's mess (laughs) with them for a little bit but (laughs) I feel like there's no chemistry between anyone (laughs) and that's the biggest downfall of this is that like I can't stand the children (laughs) and I feel no sympathy or uh connection to any character in the episode like the mother's like like,
1: we we know we know Jimbo's from my first marriage and he and father's like yeah I know (laughs) I know like stuff is the accident, but we have these two. We got to deal with them and give them an old fashioned Christmas. I'm giving yeah. these guys way too much backstory, but so they're so the kids are asking for a story, um, and but they they want something different. So, cause they know about, you know, they, the, the intro to the show, like they're like talking about whatever, they know all these stories. So the father's like, well, I should tell him about this. And he whispers to the, you know, to his wife and she's like, oh, that's scary. And Steph was like, no, we want the story. So I like that as, as the father started to tell the story, he takes, um, takes her, takes Steph little pad of paper and starts writing on him. And he's like, well, I can tell you the story about this. And he turns around and like he shows the pad of paper and it says the word the grither, and so he gets the kids to say it out loud. And he's like, "Oh, now you've done it. You've said the name," and and the kids are like, "What are you talking about?" So that begins their story about the grither. And I and I kind of I kind of like the setup. I'll be honest. I know I'm kind of I'm biased because I've already liked this before I brought this to you, but I, I like the hook. I think I think it's a fun way to get into this episode.
0: Yeah, it, it's fun and it seems like. <laughs> It seems like they have some of it planned out, but at the same time, it seems like they're just kind of flying at the, uh, by the seat of their pants. And yeah. It's fun for that. So he makes up this whole story about in the North Pole. there's a cave that has a shipwreck in it. And there's this creature named the Grither that lives there. And he can't stand to hear people talk about him. So every time you say his name, he gets more powerful and his ears grow bigger. So slowly he can figure out where you are talking Mm -hmm. about him.
1: Yeah, I like that where it's like, oh, you keep saying his name and his ears get bigger. And then Jimbo and his wonderful kid acting.
0: Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I I just want to throw in because this is the writer of Beetlejuice. I mean, it's definitely like stop saying his name. Like you say his name three times, Beetlejuice comes like it's definitely got that same kind of vibe to it.
1: Um, but then Jimbo, like, rolls on the floor laughing, thinking it's a silliest thing, and he says the word, Grither, 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 over and over again. Um, and the parents are just kind of like, oh, you know, you shouldn't do that, because the one thing that the Grither hates is being, like, talked about directly, and and now, you know, this is going to be a problem, and I, you know... The the mythology of this, like, you know, this whole thing, like you said, that they kind of have some of it set aside and they've already preset and then they're kind of making some of it up. It's a very
0: dark mythology for a Christmas story.
1: And I know yeah, that there's Krampus out they, there. They, and, yeah.
0: they talk about that shipwreck with like people committing suicide yeah. and drowning. Yeah, Like it's, it's very dark.
1: They, they talk about how on his arms, he's, he's pale white and his arms have veins of red and blue. And like, was it blue is for the cold and red was for the rage. If I remember right. Like it was like,
0: yeah, there, there's yeah.
1: some, there is some messed up stuff going into this backstory of the grither, um, which, but the side note, the word grither, which, you know, I'm sure it was weird. It sounds kind of odd now. Do you know the whole story this year about the Philadelphia Flyers mascot called gritty do you know yes. about that? So now yes. when I think of Grither, I think of Gritty. And I'm like, yeah, it's still a monster. <laughs> That's fine. So I think of this orange monster that has this perpetual smile on his face versus what they're talking about. And it's not that far off, but so I feel like Gritty's coming. Like whether, you know, Gritty or the Grither, which maybe You maybe- keep saying
0: his name. He's getting closer.
1: <laughs> By the end of the episode, I'm just gonna look out and be like, Hey, did you hear that? I hear the sound of hockey skates and orange fur. Um, so how do you hear the color? I don't, that's, that, Hey, that's what gritty does. Right. Like, just, <laughs> the, the yeah, so
0: they describe him like fists as big as basketballs and the arms are long and he comes in and grithers them. Yes. Uh, which is not really a word I was familiar with. <laughs> I mean, um, I
1: didn't know it was a verb as well. I didn't know that.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, so I don't. I don't think it is a word. It's not a word.
1: It's, it's something they made up for this and it's fine. Uh, but as they're telling the story, like uh the lights on their little fake candles, like flicker and the parents are like, look, see, you're saying his name. Things are going to go wrong. Um, Steph is uh, her Christmas wish list on the fridge blows off, which did you I don't know. Did you pause it? I, maybe you didn't to see what her wish list was.
0: I definitely did. And uh I got bunny scissors <laughs> bunny scissors did you see <laughs> that's what I wrote down did you
1: see uh crayons so she got what she wanted and then a real yeah. kitten
0: she also put down a real kitten on her list yeah I was uh, just uh I was uh, we were me and my wife were pretty enthralled by bunny scissors <laughs> I actually rewound <laughs> like, it to make sure I are they scissors uh, shaped
1: like a buddy or are they scissors made to cut bunnies we don't know like it's <laughs> oh very God. ambiguous
0: I didn't take it that way that's <laughs> terrifying <laughs> These are pretty. I did write in my notes, "terrible children" three times, <laughs> so I wouldn't put it past yeah. this uh, this kid to ask for scissors that cut bunnies. Um, so, uh, as they keep telling
1: the story about the grither, and his ears are getting bigger, and it gets to the point to where they're so big <laughs> that they can catch flight, and that means that he's now on the way to them. Uh, and so the so the the parents basically say, you know, if if um if we don't finish the story before he gets here, you know, it'll be bad news. And it's like, but if we finish the story before he gets here, you know, he will, you know, he'll be disoriented and and not, not find us. And so the kids are kind of like, yeah, that's, that's kind of bullshit, you know, whatever. And then, um, the parents are also say, well, you know, there's a song about him that, uh, they say that, what was it? Um, that the father heard he learned from his brother because his brother saw the grither. Like, whatever. It's kind of a weird, loose thing. But the kids are like, there's no song. So they go over to sing the song about the Grither, which is awesome. Like, I love that the kids are like, this is, that's not true. And they're like, we got a song. And then they go over and it's like, uh, set to All Ye Faithful, I think.
0: Yeah, Um, Come All Ye Faithful. Come All Ye Faithful. I was, yeah. I was so pumped. Like, this, (laughs) this is my new favorite Christmas song of all time.
1: I feel like, I feel like, I, like, if I ever went caroling, this is the song that I would sing to all the doors of people that would not open to me. Cause I'd be singing about the grither. Uh, but they, they do it. And I love, I, I, I you know, you talk about, there's no chemistry, man. I, I enjoy this portion. EG Marshall just leans into it and just, just sings these horrible things about the Grither, set to come all ye faithful, and and the mom sings too. And it's like it's like it's all kind of planned out. And the kids are also like like Jimbo looks at Stephanie, he's like, nah, that just this isn't right. That can't be real. Because like you can see the doubt starting to form of like maybe they're telling the truth about what's going on with this grither character. Um, so I, I like that. It's like this episode's kind of off kilter the entire time and the fact that they start singing a song about this, you know, story about this horrible uh monster born of shipwrecked people committing suicide and this thing living on the opposite side of the North Pole's mountain, uh <laughs> versus Santa. You know, it's I, I love it. Like I, I just I unabashedly love this.
0: It's so weird. I just I can't get enough of the song. Um <laughs> uh. So I, I believe you may have pulled the song from this episode. I
1: have. And if you guys want to find out, it will be at the end of the episode, unless you want me to play it now, because I can. Um, we can play it twice. I don't care. But I have it for the very,
0: very end. No, we'll save it. We'll okay. tease it for the end. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I love it. <laughs> it's killing me that i can't sing along to it because i mean i definitely did not watch that song four times in a row to (laughs) memorize the lyrics
1: i mean this is like my favorite christmas song and then a homemade kentucky christmas by kenny rogers is like my second so you know of course it is those are the two i mean you know Kenny Rogers is a monster in his own way. That's not true. I don't know what I'm talking about, but anyway, so fun <laughs> yeah, song. So yeah.
0: you find out that like the only way to stop the Grither from coming to, and pretty much killing your entire family is that you must finish the story. Yep. So uh, the father's trying to finish the story and the phone ends up ringing. So it cuts them short. Um, I think we kind of got here, but he goes and answers the phone and you see EG Marshall in the other room. Just weird. Uh, kind of cryptically talking to someone yeah, like it's yes, a weird we're cutaway. here yeah we're we're all here
1: and then it goes commercial so, like within seconds of saying that like it's a weird cutaway
0: yeah yeah so we come back and the daughter is drawing the grither at this point <laughs> based on their description of what the monster looks like she's using her her uh crayons that she had just gotten for christmas as drawing this monster um and that's what, that's when you get the boat going down the suicide and drowning and everything Yeah, a little bit further into the story.
1: Well, cause also uh, like Jimbo's like telling the mom he's like, well, finish it. And she's like, oh no. Um, the person who starts it has to finish it. And she's just working on it. Which you're, is you're, funny. Cause yeah. it's
0: just like, yeah, this is your dad's doing like, I <laughs> I want nothing to do with this. Like,
1: well, cause like, uh, she, she's playing into it too. And then like. Um, and then she's just working her needlepoint, and then the dad walks in. And, and like, the, like Jimbo's like, finish the story. He's like, oh, I wasn't gone that long, was I? Like, he's still screwing with him. And the entire time, mom's giving updates about where the grither could be, depending upon like winds, you know. And like, oh, if he catches, he catches the right way, he can, he's in New York. Uh, he's now in Philadelphia, possibly Baltimore. It's like she's doing like the Santa broadcast, but with imminent death. You know,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so as she's doing that, there's a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. So everyone starts panicking, and you start hearing the grither song being sung through the door. <laughs> um, and they open the door, and it's her uncle Michael, which they referenced earlier on the episode as being uh, eaten by the grither and hearing the grither song before. Um, so he makes an actual appearance in the episode. And once he comes in, the kids see that it's just their uncle. The dad's like. The Grither is not real. He's no more real than Santa. You guys don't believe in Santa, right? Like, well, the Grither's not real either. So
1: he says it kind of uh, like a dick, though. He's like, you guys, you guys don't believe this, right? It's like, no, well, you've been, you've been terrible. Yeah. So, like, yeah. But I also like real quick. I like that. The uncle walks in with like this real weird hat and like, like gloves. Like he looks like, like a walking scarecrow when he walks in. Well, like, it's, like,
0: he's, he's got these big gloves on that look like the basketball size. Yeah. His arms are very lanky and he's a lanky guy. So like in theory, like the kids would mistake him for the grither. yeah so i like Uh, that touch
1: yeah
0: yeah no it's it's nice so the son's like he's he's fine with it he's like all right fine whatever it's not real it's done but the daughter uh uh, stefa is still terrified and she's like you gotta finish the story you never finished it and (laughs) as she's saying that the door blows open there's wind in the house everyone's getting blown around which uh the mom (laughs) in this episode her acting in the wind is some of the funniest stuff i've seen in a long time
1: the (laughs) way she kind of goes backwards and then like like her, her she fans over the piano and then falls over the bench um it's it's pretty great and i like that like the uncle ends up in the kitchen and the phone's ringing. Like he never bothers to answer the phone, but he's like this door just, it won't open. He's just like leaning against it. Like it's, it is the worst
0: wind ever. But somehow, um, and credit to my wife for noticing, uh, Jimbo, somehow the kid goes over to the door and is able to shut the front door. Yeah. None of the adults can shut any doors, but the kid can go over and shut that front door. So he does that. And, that the wind stops. Everyone thinks they're safe. And at this point, these giant arms come through both windows of the house and grab both the parents by the top of their heads mm-hmm. with these like red and blue, disgusting looking arms like and these giant pale,
1: hands. Pale white like arms with these huge hands with the red and blue veins and grabs the top of their heads. And... And it's just the, the editing, it is what it is, but you hear this noise and it's the grither and it snaps the necks of the parents and leaves them dead and pulls its arms out of the house. And the uncle comes in, and he was like, Who was that? And it's and the and the uh, is like, Don't say its name. And it's like it definitely wasn't Santa. And that's your episode.
0: Yep. Yeah, And it ends with a terrified uh, Stefa with her dead parents on either side of her with yeah, the think, credits rolling. I
1: think that they're <laughs> collapsed into their uh, respective chairs, I think, if I yeah. remember
0: right. which is such an amazing, almost, have you ever seen Black Christmas? Yes, yeah. Yeah, it, it reminded me of the end of that, where it's just this real, just terrifying downbeat ending with the credits rolling over it
1: yeah it's just it uh-huh. is it is something right like i and and so when i picked this like to talk about it that's what stuck in my head was the whole hands breaking through the windows and breaking the necks of the parents and then being like you know happy holidays that's your episode <laughs> um it is for as much as you say the kids are annoying and that the parents don't have chemistry and this is you well know, i like, i feel like you know, the
0: parents have chemistry but as a family it just feels off yeah this whole thing it's it's a weird
1: episode right but to get to that payoff, which I mean, let's be honest, and we'll we'll do the twist thing, just because this is strange highways. Um, if this didn't go towards a supernatural supernatural end, then it would be weird. So you knew it wasn't going to go well, but to have parents murdered in front of your in front of the children, and then also being Christmas Eve, and being like this was brought upon us because the parents are trying to do a joke. There is all sorts of wrong in the end of this episode that I have to applaud because as much as we watch the Twilight Zone and everything else, it would never have an ending like this. This is nope. so dark that I just love it. I love it. It's, it's like it's like, well, they're done. It's almost like Phoebe Kate's and Gremlins where her father got stuck in the chimney and died trying to deliver presents. It's like, well, all right. That they're never going to be right ever again when it comes to the holidays.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is something that can only happen after like 10 years of ridiculous like slashers and extreme horror. Like you would have never gotten this in the Twilight Zone. But just given where the genre had gone by this point, this is definitely where this episode was going to end up.
1: And this was syndication. Like, well, yeah, I'm just like, you know,
0: like, again, like, I mean, it, it wasn't graphic at no. all. It was just the fact that the children just watch their parents get murdered by a monster in front of them. Like just that conceit by itself is horrific enough.
1: Yeah. And, and, and come to think of it, I may have saw this when it aired. I don't recall. Cause I mean, I did see this episode. I don't know if it was later in syndication, like repeats, but it clearly, it left a mark on me as a kid. You know, so it is, it is, it's just, I, I shouldn't be like, I enjoyed it cause it's wrong, but I I did enjoy it cause it's wrong. Like it's not, <laughs> you know, like, like Christmas horror is an odd thing. And, and so here, here's my, here's my admission. I have not seen, um, Krampus like, uh, which I know it's been out for a couple of years. That's the, uh, Mike, Mike dotry The guy, yeah,
0: uh, Yeah. he did trick or treat. You would, you would really dig that. Well,
1: I ended up buying a copy of it for five bucks a couple days ago at Fye. So there you go. Like it was part of the thing. If if you buy a thing, you can get this for five bucks. I'm like, yes. So it's in my house. I've not seen it. So that feels like a modern like Christmas horror update. And and I just, but otherwise, how much other like like fun Christmas horror is out there? Like this is supernatural. I know there's the Silent Night, Deadly Night stuff. I I just don't know how much else out there that is like, you know, something that I think people should watch around the holidays that will scratch that horror rich. And this is it. Like I, I I really like this.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of what's on. I always pull out like DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff every year. I mean, there's rare exports which is a fantastic Christmas thing. I have not seen Um, that, but
1: yeah, you're right. The saint, um, the Swedish, is it Swedish or Finnish? Whatever it is. uh,
0: I think it's German. uh, (laughs) Dick Moss. uh, Yeah. Dick Moss was the director of that. You're right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's yeah. Um, Yeah. That's fun. Uh, I'm, I'm not the biggest, uh, uh, the saint fan, but, um, it's, it's fun.
1: Well, no, you and um, I saw that in the theater together, didn't we? When it was like playing, like it was a few years ago. If I remember right, we were in the same theater watching that.
0: No, the, I watched that on VOD when it came out. You or, did.
1: Okay. Okay. I thought, you no, I the wasn't
0: theater. at that one. Oh. Um, but it was Dick yeah, Moss. I thought you were there for that, but whatever. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Christmas evil, silent night, deadly night. Uh, black Christmas is Jingle one I, I always go to. Yeah. There's elves which is uh, basically a gremlins ripoff gremlins, uh, you know, so like there to be honest, like, there isn't a whole lot of good stuff out there. So finding something, especially being like 20 minutes, like this will definitely make it into a rotation every <laughs> December now for me, <laughs> if nothing for the song.
1: So, okay, good. I'm glad that I'm glad that that's now affected your uh, holiday tradition, but yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe not the strongest 20 minutes or whatever, but it's just so off kilter and weird that I enjoyed it. And the ending is such, it, it is, it is a just dark, dark ending that I just, I can't, I, I can't, I, I don't know. It's, it's always gonna be something I think about and I'm glad that we had a chance to talk about it. I'm glad I got a chance to, to, to convince you to watch this for, for the show. And I hope everybody yeah, it was else, fun.
0: yeah, yeah, it was good. So it, honestly, like it, there are some parallels between this and Krampus. So I'm, I, I hope you get to Krampus before Christmas. Cause um, there are some horrific things that happen to some children in that movie. All right. I'm so, all in then. I sure yeah. children. <laughs> for for being right, PG 13, yeah, it's like, like it's surprising where they take things. It, it, again, it's not graphic and similar to this, um, but it, it was surprising when I saw that one in the theater where they went with it. And we brought up Spielberg a few times in this episode and that's kind of a lot of people have compared it to being like the Amblin style of family, family friendly horror and uh, sci-fi that he kind of created. Hmm. Um, so I, I, I think you're going to dig that quite a bit.
1: Yeah. I just, I just want those things that like I was excited when it was announced just didn't get to it. So I'm hoping now that I own it that I'll watch it. So I'm hoping to get to it in the next couple of days. But yeah, I, you know, this, this makes me excited that, uh, to go revisit, uh, other portions of Tales from the Dark Side, because if you look through the episode listings, there's a surprising amount of talent that's in the series. Like I, I, I think I texted you that I found that, uh. Jodie Foster directed an episode of Tales from the Dark Side. Like, that's bizarre. Uh, Romero had, you know, a few... There's some known actors like uh, Jerry Orbach, um, which you would know him from Law & Order, but he was also the voice of the Candelabra and Beauty and the Beast. He was in an episode. Like, there's these... Hmm. There's a lot of this... um, people that you know that's in the Stephen King, there's a couple of his stories that's in the series. Like there's there is, like I said, there's golden in our hills with this. It isn't just a toss-off series. I feel like this was a good space to be like, well, n- n- the bar is so low. Like let's see what we can do, type of thing. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy we dealt with an episode that had uh EG Marshall in it just because this series wouldn't have exist without creep show. Yeah. So it, it, it's cool that we had uh, EG Marshall in it. And the fact that it was directed by one of the writers of Beetlejuice. like this is uh definitely an episode with some people of note being involved with it.
1: Yeah. So um, I just want to mention that during the episode, I enjoyed Stepha hiding behind the Christmas tree and throwing a, a present at her uncle. I thought that was funny. Uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was just a weird, like a little moment. <laughs> Um, I I just I had to mention that as well. I also like that whenever the father is telling the kids that the grither's not real, he takes Steph's drawing and rips it up in front of her face. It's like that that is that's kind of a dick move to be like, "Hey, I bought you some crayons and I led you along all night. Now I'm going to rip your artwork. You know, I'm not going to put it all on the fridge." That's kind of a messed up thing to do. Um, yeah, it, was, it was a nice drawing too. <laughs> I mean, it is like it may show up later whenever like I start posting images from this episode uh but yeah i just i just this was so weird i just liked it and it's a it's a fun it's a fun little christmas aside so i, I i'm glad that you liked it i hope everybody if you get a chance to watch this legally or not hope you enjoyed it as well
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely yeah. um yeah i'm and this was a nice change space i mean last year we didn't really do a christmas special did we <laughs>
1: No, because we we covered Night of the Meek in November, because it just happened to fall chronologically what we're doing, and then I think we just kind of I don't know I don't think we did we didn't do anything officially for Christmas so
0: yeah, yeah so yeah. It, was, yeah. it was nice to actually get to something that was actually uh, uh, appropriate for the time of the time of the year yeah so
1: all right so just because it is tradition uh, as we got to do let's just let's go ahead and just try to rate this twist. that the Grither was real and that it would kill the family, you know, I'm going to give it a four. Cause I feel like it was still leading towards like, you know, a bad outcome, but to actually have the hands come through and, and break the necks of the parents, you know, even though I know I've known about it, it scarred me as a kid, evidently that's still like, it is, it is a dark ending that, you know, if you were kind of like, yeah, these parents are kind of terrible. It's going to not, I, I just, they went there. So I'll give them that.
0: Yeah, I'll give it a, a 3.5. <laughs> I'm not going to go as far as a four because uh, I kind of saw it coming. Um, but it it was it was surprising the way they ended it. Yeah, um, it, they didn't really give you any follow up. It was just a child in shock with her parents dead next to her. Like it, it was <laughs> it was surprising that they took it that dark. So I'll give it definitely above above average. Give it a 3.5. Fair enough. Alright, so um, that's going to do it for our Christmas episode. Kevin, how can people find us? You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Strange Highways Podcast. You can email us or leave us voicemail at strangehighwayspodcast at gmail.com We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Satchel, Podbean, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. We're there and it would really help us out if you would head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review on there and uh Maybe even, uh, yeah, give us, give us a nice review. Yeah, Give us a rating and a review.
1: That'd be nice. So I think the next time you and I are together isn't actually on Strange Highways, so we should maybe talk about that for a second, and then I'll talk about our next episode of The Twilight Zone, because I feel like the way this is going to fall in order, we're going to be on a different show before we get back to our show.
0: Yeah, so uh, actually the same week that this is coming out, we're going to be on... Uh, talk Without Rhythm, talking about our top three favorite films from 2018. Yeah. So we're going to talk about uh, much newer things than what we usually talk about on this. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but it was it was a blast last year. Uh, hopefully I don't have a fever and <laughs> am hallucinating yeah. during the episode. <laughs> but um, uh, it, it, it should be a fun time. Always love talking to Ian.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, Elgora. it's sorry, oh, Excuse yes. me. Just broke fabe. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh you know, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to um debate and commiserate on our favorite movies and see where we land. Because I feel like this year's list might be slightly different in terms of our alignment versus
0: but last year. So be very different.
1: <laughs> so check that out. Um, it'll be it'll be fun to do that when we get there on Talk Without Rhythm. Always a great time. And thanks to him for always uh, putting up with uh, me and then Kevin, who's knowledgeable. So it's always a good time there. Uh, next episode of the Twilight Zone we're going to be dealing with is called A Piano in the House. I have never seen this before. I didn't know this was a thing. Let me read the intro. I will destroy it right now. Next week on the twilight zone, we roll in a musical instrument purchased in the store. I think he's in the store. Now there are pianos and pianos, but this one was manufactured in our very strange, unpredictable factory. Uh, it comes to you via the typewriter of Mr. O Hamner and it boasts a collection of oddities and oddball doings. Next week, you can roll up the rug as we bring you a piano in the house. Or if it's Earl Hamner, a piano. is probably how it's pronounced. I don't know. <laughs> that's probably not right. I just I shouldn't judge Hamner because of that one episode, because I know he's written a few after this and we'll talk about it. I just the bar the, again, the bar is set low. I'm hoping that we'll we'll see and maybe we'll find out how we feel about a piano in the house. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope you guys have a good holiday. Um, and yeah, that's it. Uh if you say the word grither. Um, Make sure you finish the story or the Grither or Gritty may show up and uh, end your life. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Did you see Gritty sink that like half court uh, shot on the basketball court? No, I did not. Yeah, he's he's a goddamn superhero. I like that. it's ridiculous. Go check out that video. When, it's when, insane.
1: When Gritty was announced as the Philadelphia Flyers mascot, people lost their minds <laughs> and started photoshopping him and everything. And there was a series of photos where they were kind of done like Slender Man, and I absolutely love it. Like Gritty, Gritty is like if a fry guy has a body. Like that's what Gritty looks like to me. <laughs>
0: he's become like this like far left, like Antifa hero too. Like it's, it's gotten insane. It's what like him, him and the Babadook are like
1: the warriors of all things, you know, of all injustices. And you know what? I'm kind of okay with it. It's fine. <laughs> I just, but Gritty is like the stuff of nightmares, but at least he's fighting for the good. Like, so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. I, I had to do, I was at work when I realized that this was, like, a thing, and uh, I had to do a bunch of search, like, why is Gritty considered, like, a mascot for (laughs) this political movement, and um, it's basically just because somebody had a sign with his face on it at a rally, (laughs) And somebody thought it was ridiculous that they used him on one of these signs. That it just like took off. It's uh, that's great. Uh, Don't don't quote me on that 100%, but that's pretty much what I could find out why that happened. Man. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know why I got into that again, but don't say the Grither's name. No, No, I just said, oh, it. no,
1: it. you better finish the story or else your next will get snapped in front of a. Uh Uh, your wife and animals that'd be terrible it's fine yeah Yeah, i'll
0: I'll sing the song all night
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right so everybody have a have a happy holiday and a safe new year happy holidays guys yeah and and we will see you uh next time
0: yep we'll see you guys
1: Right.